Welcome as we uh, finish out this week in uh, uh, Leviticus. Uh, we're on Saturday. It's Leviticus chapter 12. Uh, let me give my best. Let me give you my best shot on this. Been doing a whole lot of research and study on this. What uh, Leviticus 12 deals with is childbirth. Now, if you remember back in creation, that's the uniqueness that God made in woman was the ability to give birth to children. And that was so important because this world that God created wasn't a static world. In the trees, in, in every bit of vegetation, they bore fruit. They had seeds so they could continue to uh, keep on going. God didn't build a dumb world. He didn't build a world that was going to end someday. He built a world that would go on and on. The same with, uh, with childbirth. He made it possible for the two that he created, made with his very hands, uh, from the dust of the ground, uh, that Adam and Eve would procreate. And, and that phrase that we often joke about, but, uh, be fruitful and multiply, uh, is how that happens. They were to have sex, they were to have children, and, and by that they would populate the world. Uh, God rebooted that at the time of the flood when he wiped out all the creation, but you notice who he kept. He kept male and female. Um, uh, he, he kept a Noah and his wife and, and Noah's three sons and their wives. So God made that happen again and continues to provide for that yet today. Um, but in childhood, we've got two things. Number one, we've got uh, God's beautiful gift to life and the, and the procreation of that life, the continuation of that life. But also, if you remember, after the fall, uh, Eve takes of the fruit and eats of that. Adam does also. The curse that God gave to Eve was, well, now you're going to have pain in your childbirth. In other words, childbirth is going to remind you that you as a sinful person are going to bring into the world a sinful child. Uh, we call that original sin uh, in, in theological terms, but it makes sense. Even biologically, uh, where does that child get all their genes from their mother and from their father? So two sinners make a sinful child, hence original sin. Um, and so what, what, the, what the sacrifices are all about, if you remember in Leviticus, is to make atonement for sin, to recognize that something's wrong here, there needs to be repenting, uh, but that God was going to provide a way for them to be atoned, made at one again with him. And that's what happens in, in uh, what we read about in chapter 12. So it says, if she gives birth to a male child, uh, remember the covenant comes through the male. Um, uh, not not as a, as a privilege, but that men are to be head of their family. What's that mean? They're responsible for their family. Uh, Paul says to, to men in Ephesians 5, love your wives as Christ loved the church. We are to be Christ-like to our wives and to our children. Uh, that doesn't mean we're king, we're master, we're lord. It means we're called to serve. Uh, lordship means responsibility, and that's that's true for us, but that's a little bit of a tangent. Uh, but the, but the covenant is going to come through the male child. On the eighth day, remember, eighth day means a new thing. That's the beginning of a new week. Uh, Jesus rises from the dead on the eighth day, on the next Sunday after Palm Sunday. Uh, so eighth day is a new thing. On the eighth day, they're to be circumcised. And it's just, isn't it interesting? Um, that they're to be circumcised as a young child. I was reading another commentary that it, in other cultures, which also some practice circumcision, the circumcision didn't happen until much later in the in the child's life. Well, isn't this a sign of the fact that that child's a sinner? It needs to be brought into the covenant as soon as possible, which leads me to uh, a discussion about and uh, a reference to the New Testament uh, and why we practice infant baptism, why we baptize our children ASAP as soon as possible. Again, original sin is still there. We want to bring them into the covenant. They need that forgiveness that's bought for them there. Uh, let's, do it, uh, let's do it as soon as possible. So uh, the child, the male child is, is uh, uh, um, um, 
has a circumcision on the eighth day. Remember, that's the sign of the covenant. You go back to Genesis 17, and that's when God establishes this covenant of circumcision, which marks them out as somebody unique. And God says, I will be their God in that covenant. Notice the shedding of blood there in the covenant um, uh, with the circumcision, which is kind of interesting. The shedding of blood is where the forgiveness of sins comes from. Jesus sheds his blood for us. So kind of an interesting connection right there. Plus the shedding of the blood happens at the point of where childbearing happens. You have sex and it's the, that's the male sexual organ. Um, so that's to be something that's a covenant for you and for the family that you create after you. So what a blessing from God to give us that. Now the female child, everything's doubled. Um, there's there's a longer period of, of impurity and a longer period for for that atonement. Um, one commentary I read uh, said, well, possibly that's because um, the the woman uh, when you bear a, a female child, she's going to bear more sinful children. Um, so therefore, the 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 time for impurity and the need for uh, uh, being restored uh, is that much longer. So kind of an object lesson about that. Uh, one of the commentaries said too that, that female children tend to be a little bit lower in weight, so they needed more time to develop. And then uh, the time that the, that the mother has to be set aside, um, you always kind of look at that as a, as a negative thing. Well, it's a reminder that mom brought into the world another sinner and something needs to be done about that sin, hence the sacrifices for. Mom's a sinner, so there's sacrifices for mom too. But also think about it too. It lessens the responsibility of the mom during this time. She doesn't go to, have to go to tabernacle for all of this. Think of it as a maternity leave. She gets a break from, and what could she focus on? The most important thing in the world, raising these children, nurturing, feeding this child, um, a caring for this child. Um, and, and so really God was providing a good thing for the woman and, and for these, these families. Um, it makes me think about in, in Old Testament times, women didn't go to battle. You couldn't afford to lose your women. They're, they're your hope for the future. Men went to battle two, for two reasons. Number one, they're head of the family. That's their responsibility. Get your butt out there and fight for your family. And, and number two, men are more expendable than women are. You lose all your women and you have no future at all. And so uh, I see a couple of those those things right there. Um, so that that's kind of my, my take on that chapter and just a little bit of, uh, we could certainly delve in a little bit more, um, but I want you to see God's loving covenant with his people and providing for them, making atonement with them. Again, not God coming down and, and making himself uh, a sinner for us. No, he's raising us up to his level. Uh, these sacrifices make atonement uh, for us. And thanks be to God, he provides a way for that. And obviously, obviously, here's the final point. How does God bring his savior into the world? He brings him into the world through childbirth, through a woman, through the birth of his only son. And God does it miraculously. This time, this child, like no other child ever born, um, is sinless, the sinless son of God. How does God do that? Well, Mary asks the question, how can that happen and, and, and remember what the angel says to Mary. Remember with God, nothing is impossible. God bless you. Tomorrow we're going to celebrate that victory that we have in Jesus Christ in the Lord's Supper and in uh, remembering our baptism and hearing his word in the fellowship we have in, in worship. Get to church. Get there, get there in person. If you can't do that, go there live stream. Many churches are doing that. We do that here too. Uh, if you need more information about that, go to our website at 9 a.m. the morning. God's people come together and celebrate the grace of God in Jesus Christ.